Food Heals Podcast, Episode 171. Food elimination is a really great place to start testing the waters and seeing what's the major food that has a hang up for you. And it's usually gluten, dairy, corn, or sugar. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. And today we're going to tackle gut health. So Hippocrates, the father of medicine, said all disease begins in the gut. So when you're on this health and wellness journey, you've got to do a gut check. It's true. Our gastrointestinal system contains 10 times more health-determining bacteria than the rest of our body. Having a healthy gut full of good bacteria supports our metabolism, protects us from infection, and promotes healthy digestion and elimination and healthy mental attitude. Yeah, that's true. And if our gut is healthy, so are we. And if it's unhealthy, then we are too. So it's also called our microbiome, and our guts are responsible for 75% of our immune system. I mean, that's huge, right? (laughs) That's incredible. When I learned that and why, I was flabbergasted. Yeah. And it's 95% of our serotonin production. So that's like our happiness chemicals, right? So how important is it to keep that healthy? It's so important, especially considering how many people in this country and in this day and age are depressed. Yeah. So we're given antidepressants that, you know, in my experience, didn't really work very well. Mm -hmm. That's why I went off of them. They helped a little bit. But learning that your serotonin is actually produced in your intestines and, oh, my God, if you have leaky gut or irritable bowel or you're not, you've, you've, you've taken so many antibiotics, you've killed off all your good bacteria and you're not eating properly to create that serotonin, maybe you would be depressed. That was such an eye-opener for me. It's so interesting how many connections there are. And um, also the amount of people that have leaky gut right now is astronomical. And so these are all things that we can heal ourselves. That is true. So today we're going to give you some tips to heal your gut, do a gut check, and we've got two of our favorite health and wellness experts weighing in. So first up, we'll be talking to JJ Flazanes, who will be sharing her gut healing strategies from her new book, The Invisible Fitness Formula, Five Secrets to Release Weight and End Body Shame. Then we'll be talking to the lovely Avita Rampart on how to jumpstart the gut healing process with a three-day juice cleanse. But first, there are only four days left. Four days, people, to join JJ's Invisible Fitness Formula Transformation, which she created just for you, Food Heals Nation. Joined by September 30th, this Saturday, people, and you will receive copies (laughs) of her two best-selling books, as well as five months of one-on-one trainings with JJ herself, plus access to the Invisible Fitness Academy with trainings, accountability partners, and a community of others who are on their transformational journeys as well. And in this five-month transformational program, you will learn all about the holistic approach to healing your relationship with yourself by balancing science and emotions, and you'll begin to transform your body as well. When you join the Invisible Fitness Formula Transformation, you'll discover... Trigger foods to avoid, those foods that trigger inflammation, create water weight, and those that your body really has trouble digesting. Foods that support your energy and taste good so you improve your health without feeling deprived. The one thing that your exercise routine must include if you want to finally see results. Strategies that increase your metabolism and allow you to burn more calories at rest. How to slow down the aging process naturally. And much more. When you join the Invisible Fitness Formula Transformation, you'll receive five months accountability and community in the Invisible Fitness Academy. You'll get five one-on-one strategy calls on phone or via Skype with JJ herself, copy of the Invisible Fitness Formula, and a copy of Fit to Love. I have both. The ability to repeat the five-month transformation for at least two to three times. That's amazing. Plus, our bonuses like the Vitality Cleanse ebook with a bonus shopping list and schedule created just for you, Food Heals Nation. And we're going to talk all about juice cleansing later in this episode. What else is five months access to the Food Heals VIP Club? You're going to get never before heard episodes with Susie and I interviewing some of our favorite people. It's an extremely comprehensive 
hands-on five-month transformational program. It's at an affordable price. And look, if you're not sure if it's right for you, you have a few days left, shoot JJ an email at info at invisiblefitness.com. Talk with her. See if it's a fit. If you're ready to go now, you can go to foodhealsnation.com slash JJ to enroll. Just do what's right for you, Food Heals Nation. Next up, we're talking gut health with JJ Flazanes and Avita Rampart. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. All right, Food Heals Nation. Today we're talking gut health. And I found a really good explanation of how to begin the healing process from Dr. Axe. He's a certified doctor of natural medicine, a doctor of chiropractic, a clinical nutritionist. He's just someone I go to online for answers sometimes. He's a great resource. And I love to give Food Heals Nation tips and action steps besides our interviews, which we're going to get to very soon. But what Dr. Axe says is to heal our gut, we need to remove replace, repair, and rebalance. Any more R words? <laughs> those are pretty good R words, right? <laughs> but I love the so, alliteration of it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so what do those mean, Allie? <laughs> okay. So first, you're going to remove foods and factors that damage the gut. You're going to replace with healing foods. You're going to repair with specific supplements, and you're going to rebalance with probiotics. So what do we remove? Okay. So first of all, chronic stress, which I know is hard. Everyone has stress. Everyone has stuff. We all got it. Okay. So that's one of the things you have to start working on. How can you remove that stress? How can you cope with stress on a regular basis? We don't want to manage it. We want to really reverse it. So can you take out something that's causing you stress? If you can't, how are you going to work on yourself as you're dealing with stress? Do you need meditation? Do you need therapy? How can you cope with stress on a daily basis so it's not ruining your life? And this isn't everyone, but I know this is some of us. Stress is ruining our lives. And so how can we remove that stress from our lives and cope with it in such a way that we can begin the healing process? Because it doesn't matter if you do everything else on this list. If you add the supplements, if you add the healing foods, if you're still in a stress out mode, none of this is going to work. So that really is number one. You also want to remove unnecessary medications. Now, if your doctor prescribes it, we're not telling you to get off your medications, but what is unnecessary that you can remove? Are you taking the Tylenols and all of the you know headache medications on a regular basis? Like what can we remove right away? There's also environmental toxins, herbicides, pesticides, all that stuff. We want to eat organic. So take all of those non-organic foods out of your diet as quickly as possible fast food, obviously. We all know we got to get off the fast food. At least if you're going to do it, do it in absolute moderation, only like once a month. Just remove it as much as you can because that is clogging up our guts. Any unhealthy food, we got to remove that. Dairy, that is number one, people. We've heard so many people on this podcast say how their lives and their gut health has changed when they remove dairy from their diets. GMO foods, all of that stuff, we want to start removing as soon as possible because those are the things that are damaging our guts. Totally. Got to get them out. So we want to replace. We want to replace with healing foods. And there's a ton of these. I'm just going to list a few that work for me. And Susie, feel free to add. But fermented vegetables, sauerkraut or kimchi, that is great for restoring the gut health. Green juice. Everyone knows I do a lot of green juice. Um, You want organic, nutrient-rich fruits and veggies. You can blend these yourself. You can go to a juice bar. There are so many juice bars popping up nowadays. Get the greens in as much as possible. Get that juice in. Smoothies, same thing. Get the smoothies in. Smoothies have more fiber. Juices are pure nutrition. Whichever one you prefer, I don't care. This is going to help you heal your gut. I love both. I do too. Exactly. Some people are pro smoothies. Some people are pro juice. I'm on team both. I love them both. I (laughs) switch them out every day. You know, sometimes I'll have a green juice followed by a smoothie for my lunch. You know, that's so crazy, Allie. I'm a little bit crazy. That's okay. That makes up for when I do overindulge on my vices. So, and then how do we repair? We repair with supplements. So, digestive enzymes. I take a digestive enzyme with every cooked meal. I literally don't miss it unless I'm traveling and I forgot to bring it to the restaurant. But in general, my husband and I are like, we serve each other dinner with our digestive enzymes. Like that is a non, I, I don't miss it. Um, yeah. And so that ensures that our foods are fully digesting. It decreases the chance that like partially digested food particles aren't 
sitting in our gut wall because that's what happens when we don't chew our food, right? When um, our body isn't producing the right enzymes it needs to break it down. So why not add those digestive enzymes? They really can't hurt. I have to tell you, I had to start taking them and I'm not as good as you because I forget because it's not mm-hmm. become an integral part of my, my eating yet, but they are <laughs> so important. And most people in this day and age need them. We don't eat enough fresh raw foods that have those enzymes already in them. We, we cook them out. So when you cook, yeah. uh, when you cook food, it kills the, the natural enzymes. We need to replace them. Exactly. No, that's a really good point. Thank you for bringing that up. And I didn't used to be this adamant about it, but I started noticing a difference. And so when I was having gut issues, that was one of the things that truly, truly helped. And I started it on a cleanse where we were on a cleanse in Palm Springs and every night we'd have a soup. And she taught us every time you have cooked food, take digestive enzymes. So it became a part of that cleanse. And then I brought it home with me and I kind of did it once in a while and then fell off and then did it again. But when I was truly healing my gut, the digestive enzymes really helped break it down, especially if we're dealing with chronic stress and those things that are adding to our gut being unhealthy. At least this is something you can do every time you eat cooked food. It's really easy. There's also the L-glutamine powder. This is an essential amino acid supplement. It's anti-inflammatory, and it's really good for the growth and repairing of the intestinal lining. So this is something you can put in your smoothies. You can take in pill form. It's really easy to get it. It doesn't taste bad. So you want two to five grams of that twice a day if you are working on healing your gut. Another great thing you can take is licorice root. This is an herb. It's going to balance those cortisol levels. And we know cortisol is related to belly fat. So if you're trying to get rid of that too while healing your gut, it's another good thing to add to your diet. It's going to improve the acid production in the stomach. And it's really good for leaky gut, especially if the leaky gut is caused by emotional stress. So we know it's all related, right? And as we've talked about, your gut and your brain are inextricably linked. They come from the same cells in embryos when we are developing in the womb, when yep. cells start to split off. The same cells, uh, this is fascinating, become that start as the gut, then become the brain, or vice versa. If they start at the brain, then they kind of migrate and become the gut. And those, those are connected by the nervous system. So that is why we always talk about trust your gut, because your gut has its own kind of, I don't want to say brain, but it's so linked to our nervous system. Yes. So when we're stressed, that's why our gut is immediately affected. So it's all connected. That is fascinating. And it's so true. And I remember learning this so long ago, and it took me such a long time to truly understand it and believe it, but I'm on absolutely on board with it now. You know, it's all connected, mind, body, spirit. And so I'm just a believer. I'm a believer, people. Another supplement that's really good for a lot of people are actually taking this now for ulcerative colitis is I'm going to mispronounce this, quercetin. Okay. So that's a really good one for people with food intolerances. And it's just a really great way to balance the gut. And when we're talking about balancing, The last um, step in Dr. Axe's protocol is to rebalance our gut. Everyone knows how we do this. Susie, do you know? Yes. Okay. What is it? Probiotics. Yes. Okay. So probiotics are so important. And we're going to talk about this with JJ. We talk about probiotics, prebiotics, antibiotics. What is the deal? So we're going to find out all about that very soon. But really, probiotics are number one when we're healing the gut. And if you are trying to heal, you want to take at least 50 billion units of probiotics daily. Get these from food. Get these from supplements. I don't really care how you get them. Get them in. And I'll never forget the episode that we did with Gunnar Lovelace of Thrive Market when he said every time he was feeling sick, he would take a probiotic once per hour. And I remember I had never heard that before because I'm all about probiotics. Yeah. Yeah, but I was only taking them like one or two times per day, whatever. And if I had taken antibiotics, I would take a probiotic every six hours or every 12 hours to counteract, you know, et cetera, and to make sure that my gut wasn't being robbed by the antibiotics of the healthy gut flora, right? So he said that. And that is something ever since that episode that I've incorporated every time I start feeling sick. And it makes sense. Like when you're sick, we're all about the zinc and the vitamin C and the juicing and all of this good stuff. And absolutely keep doing that. <laughs> Don't stop that. But it makes sense that if health and disease both begin in the gut, we should be restoring our gut with those probiotics as much as possible as soon as we get sick because that's our immune system saying, hey, there's a lack here. 
There's something that we need here. So why not be replenishing it hourly with probiotics? I don't think you can overdose on probiotics. So that's always stuck with me no. as something like... No, I don't think you can either. And also, like, a lot of them die going through our stomach because yeah. the stomach acids will kill them. So you want to make sure you're getting one that's, that keeps that in mind. Um, that's why you can take 50 billion of them and it's okay. Oh, my gosh. I know 50 billion sounds crazy, but they're so small. Susie, how small are they? Microscopic, right? Yeah, they're, they're single-celled organisms. They're tiny, tiny. All right. So next up, we're going to talk to JJ and Avita about some gut healing techniques. You know JJ. She's an empowerment strategist and host of the Fit to Love podcast show. She's got all her tips about healing your gut in her brand new book. We're so excited to have her here back again. Welcome back, JJ. Thanks, Susie. Thanks, Allie. Great to be here. Yeah, so this is our third episode in our little series, so I'm really excited. And um, one of the things, we're just going to jump right in because you already, everyone already knows you by now. But in the book, you say your gut is your second brain. So can you tell us what that means? Absolutely. Our gut is where 90%, approximately 90% of your immunity comes from. And, gut, and has, by gut, you mean intestines, right? Yep, yep. Everything that makes up your digestion. Because we pull things from our food that create our body, right? And the more substrates that we can pull out of our food, the more whole we are. And so when, when it deals with brain stuff, like you actually create some of those neurotransmitter chemicals like serotonin from your gut. And so if you're lacking in a certain area of some foods or you're overdoing it in another area, you're not necessarily going to get all those substrates delivered to the right places. And when you don't get them delivered to the right places, your body isn't optimally living. And therefore, we're going to have compensation. We're going we're gonna to have different results. So for instance, uh, it comes when, it, when we talk about probiotics. And we talk about uh, leaky gut and we talk about digestion. Digestion is everything. I mean, think about it. It's, it's what we eat. It's your fuel source. Everything you put in your mouth that gets broken down in your body either gets used or eliminated. And the quality of what gets used and how it gets used determines how well you function. So it produces everything from the neurotransmitters in your brain to the receptors of all parts of your body, giving messages to your body, building and restructuring things, eliminating things. And when we don't have proper digestion, and I know people, that's a really big topic, but it's like really where the focus is at these days when it comes to releasing weight and to food. It's not just on what you're eating, it's are you able to digest it? Well, I know I've struggled with this in the past and um, a lot of times... I've been able to heal it with simple things like supplementation and digestive enzymes and things like that. But sometimes it goes a lot deeper. And I know that we've talked about this before, whether personally or in possibly even podcast episodes, I can't remember. But what about the emotional components that are involved in the gut? Absolutely. I, I was hoping you were going to bring that up because I had it in the... You know I will. <laughs> I had it on deck. I'm like, right, because it's not just about the food because you could be eating perfectly, but your digestion represents how you digest life, how you process life. That has a lot to do with that emotional piece that we talked about. And so when you hold stress or you feel, I mean, how many times have you experienced either overeating because you're stressed or not being hungry because you're stressed? Well, that's the first place it goes, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Or having a stomach ache or having diarrhea, right? Like having di being constipated, like how your digestion tells you how you're handling stress. It's fascinating when you think about it like that, because once I learned that I was able to start correlating going, oh, I ate a salad today, you know, and like, why do I feel so bloated and like so full right now? And, and it's because it was a stress-related or an emotion I hadn't released or I'm holding on to too much. So when you start to think about it like that, you start to recognize these patterns within yourself. At least that's what happened for me. And so I can kind of determine now, not every time, but usually I can go, is this physical? Because you know what? I ate late night last night because I had too many glasses of wine. Then it's physical. Or is it, I'm really clean right now. So what am I holding on to? What am I not letting go of emotionally? What am I stressed out about? You know, that type of thing. And I can kind of write, sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's one or the other. And I know it's all multifactorial. Well, they go hand in hand. Of I mean, course. one affects, it's like that, it's like that double headed, the, the snake that's eating the tail that's eating, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm experiencing this right now, but I'm not digesting. Mm properly and I even went as far as to go get a colonic and deal with Good this girl. Yeah. 
And haven't you never done one before? No, I've done it once before, and I got so talk about emotional release. I got so angry afterwards. Now, could have been because I was told not to eat the night before and the morning of, and by one p.m. when I got it, when I was done, I was just so hangry. <laughs> I was ready to punch somebody, but I think it released also a lot of emotional stuff for me. And when I went to have uh, this colonic recently, this woman was really in touch with that. And she actually had me talk about the things that were stressing me out. And it was really interesting how it worked hand in hand. It was really synergistic. Wait, Susie, I have to backtrack. They told you that you couldn't eat the night before until 1pm. I eat like that morning. <laughs> and the day of. So I hadn't like, eaten a dinner and I missed two, no, three meals because by the time I went in there was 1 p.m. And I was so And you're hungry. not a faster. You're not a, you're no. not, she's not an intermittent faster. She's not a juicer. Like she, she's not well, a I juice, juice but what, I, I can't do. No, that's what I, I meant. Can't, yeah, I can't yeah. do juice fast. I need to eat actual, some kind of food. Yeah. So this is really interesting, Suze, because every time I've done a colonic, unless I'm on a cleanse, which is a very specific thing where I am juicing and I'm not eating, but just for maintenance, they just say don't eat within two or three hours. So that overnight thing is is pretty um, severe for me to hear from you. I'm surprised that she, the person made you do that. Well, but then I, you know, I won't do it again. I, I know that about myself. I learned that that's not good for my body. <laughs> well, and it's not necessary, right? It's not necessary. It's not necessary. I have done colonics and I've never needed to fast that long. Never. Yeah. Well, she was Were long. you angry? Anyway. Were you hangry because you were hungry or are you angry about something else? I think it was both. I think it did release yeah. some emotional stuff and especially, um, you know, and I've worked on my emotional body a lot. I, you know, I've, I've experienced emotional re- releases when I've received body work. So, and I've seen people when I would work on them have emotional releases. So I know body and the emotion and your emotions are absolutely connected. I know this from acting too. So it wasn't surprising to me. I was just really, I didn't know what to do with it. I walked out of there. I'm like, I just did a colonic. Why am I so pissed? <laughs> I was so you're, angry because you were hungry. I was. I think it was too. too yeah. So, uh, Susie, I'm curious about this colonic. So you were angry when you came out. She said you said there was an emotional release, but did you feel complete after your emotional release? Uh, it was. You know, it was so long ago. This recent one was very intense and didn't happen immediately. Like I had to like go nap and I had to rest and like and then after and then I did feel a lot better. And I'm doing a series of them now. So we'll, we'll get back to you, Food Hills Nation, on how my colonics are going. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely um, released major emotions in a session where I have cried. And I feel like I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I've literally cried on the table. And I felt, you know, so much shame around that at the time because I'm like, she's going to be like, why is this girl crying on my table? And she was just like, it's OK. This happens all the time. Let it out. Well, I think it's good to let people know what they may experience in a colonic um, and to definitely yeah. tell people not to necessarily fast for so long. But um, because people have apprehension and because but they're so powerful. And I was curious, Susie, besides the emotional like release, and if you felt complete with that, did you feel physically like it was beneficial and that you got what you went for? Totally. Oh, I always feel so much lighter. Did you feel like light? Yep. It's like you can lose weight so quickly in that you can lose like a couple pounds. Yeah, I felt uh, I felt lighter, but not just physically. I did feel like we talked about some. We talked we talked about the loss of my mother. We wow, talked about, well, this we're is why you were yeah, All these very, emotions were stirred. Yeah, and it was very interesting. It was very interesting. It was like really just right up my alley. I'm like, this is awesome. Like. Just yeah. really letting go on many levels. <laughs> so she's more than just a colon hydrotherapist. She might be a little bit of a therapist. Too. No, she just says, I'm just a colon hydrotherapist. But th- that's the way she was trained. Yeah. Yeah. So our emotions get blocked in our body, too. Um, right. <laughs> Back so to the point. We yep. hold on to them, right? And we hold on to them in our gut. Yeah. You know, it's not that it's 50-50, but for sake of simplicity, let's just say it's 50% food and 50% emotion. So, you know, Allison, when you questioned yourself, is it emotional? I think that's always the right thing for us to ask ourselves, to be conscious of what it, what is going on with us. Because a lot of physical pain and disease, as we've talked about before, is also also emotionally rooted because when you're doing things on a physical level that aren't working and you've tried, you know, five or 10 different physical things, it's probably not a physical issue and it's most likely an emotional issue. And especially when it comes to digestion, because everyone can relate to getting a pit in your stomach. Everyone can relate to getting butterflies in your stomach or to holding on and gripping and feeling that, you know, the, that those pains and that comes when you're stressed. So you can't deny that you just think about a muscle or your system. It's supposed to be 
you know, relaxed. And the more relaxed it is, the better it can work. And if it's not relaxed because you're holding or you're gripping, now you're impeding your own digestion and your body's ability to break your foods down and just and distribute it where it needs to go. And in the book, you also talk a lot about leaky gut. Can you tell us what that is? And like, what percent of the population suffers from this? Well, that's a good question. The In terms of what it is, I describe it and it's been taught to me as if you think about a screen and I use the visualization of my sliding screen door in the bedroom. I've got cats and those cats uh, like to jump on the screen and over time as they jumped on the screen, the holes would get bigger and they would create more gaps. You have villi in your gut that acts like a screen to filter out certain food and food particles and to protect and break down, if you will. What happens at the bottom of your, you know, in your intestines, in your gut lining, like the villi, like the cats on the screen, when you digest food or when you eat food that your body has a hard time breaking down for a various number of reasons, again, whether it be emotional or the food particles have too many chemicals in them or the protein is too big for you to digest or you lack the enzymes or the probiotics to break them down, whatever the case may be, you have food in your digestive system that then gets sort of wedged into the gut lining. Like, you know, and over time, it makes micro tears in your intestines. So now we have slight tears along the digestive tract that then allow food and particles that are supposed to be contained in your digestive tract now leaking out into your bloodstream, into your body. And the body, like it should do, says, oh my God, what is this foreign invader? Let's go attack it. So now white blood cells go to try to repair the damage and to attack these foreign particles, which are mostly just food. Some of them aren't. I mean, you can get anywhere along the track. You can even get into the place where you're supposed to be eliminating some of this stuff and it's end, uh, ending up in your body. And so now we have this inflammation that's trying to fight off what isn't a foreign invader plus to try to repair the damage of this tear. But what happens is over time, we keep eating foods we can't digest. So we get more and more holes in our digestive system and our digestive tract. And that's what leaky gut is. So even when you remove a food, and I've seen this firsthand, let's say you do a food elimination or you, you know there are certain foods that stimulate inflammation in your body or they're hard to break down or you have a problem with them and you eliminate them. Even then, when you take them out of your diet, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've repaired the holes. So leaky gut starts by the identification of the foods that you have a hard time breaking down. In the book, I talk about the difference between a food sensitivity versus a food allergy. An allergy basically is, you know, when you have an allergy, you have an immediate allergic reaction and histamine is flooded into your system and your body is in like serious trigger mode. When you have a food sensitivity, it's a delayed response that causes inflammation, can cause leaky gut. And gluten is one of the main culprits of the protein being too big for us to break down and or it being that there's glyphosate <laughs> from Roundup that's that's sprayed on the wheat. And so it's really a poison issue versus a food issue. You know, it can be either one, but nonetheless, usually taking it out of the diet means people can digest a little bit better. So leaky gut is the situation where you have micro tears along your digestive tract, which leaks food into your bloodstream, and the body attacks it with white blood cells, creating inflammation and trying to heal it. But while it's trying to heal it, you have sort of this layer of fluid and white blood cells that don't leave because it doesn't get repaired. And I remember um, someone mentioning leaky gut probably on the podcast, I'm not sure, last year, maybe a year ago or so. I was like, oh, maybe this is what I'm experiencing because I was having like just minor digestive issues, but enough for me to notice. And I started looking up leaky gut. And the first article that I saw said something like 80% of the population has leaky gut. You probably have it. And, you know, all this, you know, scaremongering tactics to get people to click on the article. But the truth is that I think that a large percent of the population is suffering from some form of this because of, just like you said, the fact that now our food is sprayed. Our food is not necessarily from the farmer's market, organic, and we don't know where all of our food is coming from. And that's why there is such a huge gluten-free movement right now, because it might not be that your body is necessarily allergic to gluten and you don't have celiac, but it might just be that you are allergic to the poison that is being sprayed. And that is the scary part. And that's another reason besides the emotional component of why you may not be able to heal your gut if you have all the best intentions, if you're not eliminating 
some of these foods. And I know you said, you know, food allergies versus food sensitivities. I went and got my blood drawn and did everything at the functional medicine doctor. And luckily, I found out that I have no food allergies. Yay. But guess what? I have so many food sensitivities. What? And learning that made me realize like, oh, well, now I have control so I can eliminate these things. Now, Mm -hmm. when you have a food sensitivity, what she told me was, you can have this food, but you have to have it in moderation. And I said, well, I have everything in moderation. So what does moderation really mean in this case? Every three days, not every day. So one of mine, this is so sad, (laughs) this is so sad, is coffee. I love coffee, (laughs) but now I can only have it every three days. And I know that my body is more sensitive to it. So if I do have it three days in a row, then I'm compromising my body. So I'm going to choose not to do that in most cases, unless I'm like on set and dying or something. And I'm just like, I need coffee. But in general, and I'm not a coffee addict. I just like it. And I like to know that it's an option. So anyways, I've learned a lot in the past year about this, and that's why I'm so excited to share it like with Food Heals Nation because there's so many people that are suffering from this, and they don't even know whether it's leaky gut or just sluggish digestion, and they don't know how to heal it. Well, there are also different kinds of tests that gives you different kinds of information. A blood test is one way. There's also a saliva test and a stool test. And quite honestly, the stool test is the most effective for finding out some of the, the top five Uh, most common food sensitivities. The blood tests are good for more foods, like hundreds and hundreds of foods. So I always recommend people do both because well, that's get- what I did, and that's that's. I'm sorry, I misspoke, but in functional medicine, that's what they do. So if you can find a functional medicine practitioner in your area, they will test hair, spit, stool, pee, blood, everything, and All that's the good how I got stuff. The results. All the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and and it's important for people to know. And even before you do the testing, I always recommend people, and I do it in the book, and I do it on the program. Recommend people start with an elimination diet, and it's you know it's really easy to to see and to pick out which food, the first food you probably are sensitive to the most. And it's because it's the food you crave the most. (laughs) So whatever food you crave the most is usually the one that's doing you in. (laughs) So for me, yeah, for me, it was dairy. (laughs) For me, it was dairy. I gave up gluten first. That wasn't hard. Because uh, there were there were replacements and, and and I mean I did all this back in 2008 so there wasn't a lot of options so I've been navigating mm-hmm. the fields if you will through the, since 2008 uh, in different brands and companies and foods and substitutes but when it but I had a hard time giving up dairy for a long time because I loved it I had a dairy addiction and I finally had to come to terms with and I knew it I was blowing my nose every night before bed I'd have phlegm there were times I was constipated like I had all the symptoms and I knew it but I wasn't ready and that's what I mean about when you asked me about my coaching style before uh, the, the coaching style is that you have to be ready and you have to acknowledge that you're not ready and you have to allow yourself to give yourself the time and space to either be ready or to do what you are willing to do in the meantime and so I gave myself a couple of years before I said okay I'm willing to try this. And then when I tried it and I took it out of my diet for not even two weeks, I I mean, I lost six pounds in 10 days taking gluten out of my diet. That was pretty dramatic. And, and that was what told me I had the gluten. I had a sensitivity to gluten. I'm not celiac. Yeah. I never had any kind of like major issues. But when you lose six pounds of water in 10 days, because you're not losing six pounds of fat, when I lost that water, it let me know, okay. This is what happens. You keep thinking it's menstrual cycle bloat, but it's actually gluten bloat. Okay. So I lost that. And then when I, when I started to do the dairy elimination, I was introduced to so many amazing tasting products that I, had, that I would never have chosen before that it actually was really easy. And then all my cravings went away. So food elimination is a really great place to start testing the waters and seeing what's the major food that has a hang up for you. And it's usually gluten, dairy, corn, or sugar. That is amazing. And I love the testimonial to that because so many people you can just give up one thing and see what happens yep within the first month within the first secret on the program you do an elimination diet and i walk you through how to do it most successfully and what to give up and whatnot and list of foods to replace and you have a resource in me and other people to you know better tasting things and and we go through very specifically how to do it and when the best time to do it is and all that good stuff because it is an issue to work you I mean you have to make a commitment to try it and it should be at least two weeks i recommend four as like the best because 
because you have mm-hmm. to allow two weeks for your body to release some of the inflammation for you to actually feel some of the symptoms changing, whether it be yeah. pain goes away or you're eliminating better, you lose. What usually happens is weight loss, uh, bloating goes away, sleeping better, and eliminating better. That's usually the four top things that happens when people do an elimination diet all the time. JJ, prebiotics, probiotics, antibiotics. Let's talk about the biotics. Yes. <laughs> Tell us everything. Okay. So let's start with uh, probiotics. Okay. Um, you know, the Human Genome Project has been discovering that there are certain bacterial strains that have different jobs in our body of breaking down our foods. Uh, they're probiotics. And they, they're all over. We, like we make them in our body, but they're also they get wiped out in our body. And sometimes we are missing certain probiotics in certain areas to break down certain foods. We also have the, you know, when we have foods with pesticides in them or chemicals or we're, we're ingesting toxins are also going to kill off some of these uh, probiotics. So it's well, really- And they're bacteria. They're right, beneficial they're, bacteria. They're, probiotics are good beneficial bacteria that help you break down your food and digest it. And while we do make some of them in our body and we do have them, I usually recommend people take them because, again, of all the factors we just listed, from emotions to toxins to poisons to drugs to the, antibiotics the, in particular, because those are pesticides, kill them. right? And antibiotics. We always want to give our bodies the best fighting chance of breaking down our foods. So taking good probiotic is insurance to make sure that you have the substrates needed to break down your food to these good bacteria. Okay. Now antibiotics mm-hmm. are the opposite of the good bacteria. They're the bad bacteria. They they wipe out bacteria. They they kill them all. And so what happens is usually you get antibiotics when you get it from the doctor because you're having some kind of issue and they tell you to take antibiotics. Antibiotics kill all probiotics. So right. it's very important that people start taking a probiotic immediately after you take your antibiotics. Because if you don't, what usually happens with antibiotics, because you have all this carnage from killing off the probiotics, that people get yeast infections. So we have, mm-hmm. so we have sort of the, the, the what happens when you take all these drugs, and then we also, on top of the fact that we're killing bacteria, drugs in general, and too many antibiotics can also act like what we talk about for leaky gut. Leaky gut isn't just about foods in your digestive system that don't get broken down. Drugs, medications also provide harsh environments for your digestive tract and can cause those little micro tears just like food can. So we have, you know, we're, we're putting toxins in, in this soft tissue and we're challenging its ability to digest it and then it's getting stuck there and it's burning slight holes in our, in our digestive tract. So drugs can cause leaky gut as well. So antibiotics will kill off all the good guys and it will definitely affect your digestion. So you want to make sure you want to, want to put some probiotics, a nice big dose after you take your antibiotics and then make sure you continue on the probiotics well after you've done the antibiotics. So I no longer take antibiotics ever, but um, a few years ago when I had an integrative doctor and he mixes Western medicine with a holistic approach. And so when I was going to see him before I found my amazing um, functional medicine doctor that I have now, um, I had to take antibiotics and he told me, you're going to take these every 12 hours. And every six hours, you're going to take a probiotic because I don't want to mess up your gut while you're taking the antibiotics. So I thought that was amazing that he told me that and that that was something that I could do while I was taking them and taking them the probiotics after. I love that. I think that's very uh, smart because if they're not – the blend of Western and Eastern if you're in, or alternative and functional, if you're going to continue to use some of the drugs or the chemicals or the things that are out there because you think it's the best thing to do uh, for that situation or the fastest relief you're going to get, at least understanding what happens on the negative side and then being able to compensate for that. So I think that's actually nice to hear. Yeah. So what about prebiotics? What are those? Prebiotics act as food for probiotics. So it's different foods that we can eat that help to stimulate our own probiotic production. And they're mostly raw things like raw and cooked onions, raw garlic, leeks, dandelion greens, asparagus, chicory root, banana, sunchokes are great uh, prebiotics. So having a small amount of these foods in your body will help. It's food. It's food for probiotics. So you'll increase the amount of probiotics that you make within your body by having a prebiotic. I like to think of my probiotics as my little pets 
that are helping me digest. <laughs> so this is like feeding my pets. That's such a visual. I have like little dogs running around your gut right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like lots of little dogs running around trying to eat up your food in your diet. It's a very fun thing to think about. Susie, I'm going to see you in a whole it. new light now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, they, it's amazing to me that I, I had once had a, um, a massage client and her husband, or I'm sorry, her son had had surgery and he had a heavy dose of antibiotics after the surgery. And right after, surprise, surprise, he had huge problems digesting. No surprise to me. And the doctor, nor her, nor any, none of these people had thought, oh, maybe he should take probiotics. And I explained to her what they were. And she's like, oh, that's interesting. And she started researching them. And she's like, oh, look at that. And told her son, or I think the son went the other route and continued on antibiotics because like, oh, you must have a secondary infection or something like that. And it just got worse. And it's, it floors me how sometimes Western medicine doesn't look at trying to rebuild how the body maintains itself. And this is a huge way that the body maintains itself. It's, it's how we are structured. We have little microbes in our gut. Read an article recently that um, there are certain places, especially in the Western world, where there's an extinction of certain beneficial bacteria in the gut that are dying out. Whereas if you go to Africa or more indigenous pop cultures, there are certain strains of beneficial bacteria that we need, that all humans need, but that they have that the Western diet has killed off. I, mm. I don't doubt that at all. Between mm-hmm. pesticides and GMOs and chemicals in our food, absolutely. It dies and preservatives and additives and things that don't belong in our food. Absolutely. So the probiotic conversation in terms of digestion and some of the some of the symptoms people may be experiencing so that they understand like, you know, if you're a candidate or if it's something you should try. I mean, I've over the years of doing this work and, and teaching people and speaking to different groups and companies, it's amazing to me how I'll always have one or two people who will swear their life was saved by probiotics. Some condition wow. that they had that they were like, oh my God, probiotics fixed all of it. Some of the symptoms of poor digestion, I mean, there's so many, but food sensitivities and poor digestion are going to come up in the ways of skin irritations from eczema to rashes to, to anything that's happening with your skin because your skin's going to tell you what's going on with your body. It's right, your largest organ. And then we've got things like constipation, irritable bowel syndrome, diarrhea, um, bloating, gas. People think gas is normal and that bloating is normal. And while it may be normal to you because you have it often, it doesn't mean it's actually optimal. If you're having gas and bloating, it means your body's having a hard time breaking something down. It is spending too much time and too much energy and too much effort, which is why you're having extra gas because it's taking all this effort to try to break this down. So it doesn't mean you're never, never going to have gas, but just know that that's not, that's an indication of poor digestion is gas and bloating, constipation, irritable bowel syndrome, uh, diarrhea, stomach cramps, having too much mucus, both in your throat and in your nose. So if you're blowing your nose a lot. So those are some of the symptoms I list more in the book, but some of the basic symptoms of digestion. Oh, and let's, let's talk about elimination. People think that going to the bathroom once a day is proper elimination. You know, there's a whole, the Bristol stool chart. I invite everyone to go search online, the Bristol stool chart, because your poop needs to be in a certain way that makes it healthy. (laughs) If you're having, if you are only going eliminating once a day, then hopefully you're only eating once a day because if you're eating three times a day and you're only eliminating once a day you're constipated that is constipated ideally food comes in food goes out there should be elimination for every time you eat but it does take it does take some time for it to go through your digest for to go through your what is it 26 or 36 feet of intestines right absolutely but if you're having three full meals you want to be eliminating three full meals or three meals and what's left of that. I'm not saying, and that's optimal. Who has the time, JJ? Who Who has has the the time time to poop that much? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's too, it's too bad that we don't regulate that, right? If I could say, I'm going to poop at this time, our lives would be so much easier if we could plan our poops. But we, (laughs) but the body just says, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. You better find a bathroom. So, so elimination, if you're only eliminating once a day, you're constipated and it should be like soft serve. It should be easy. There should be no pushing. You shouldn't really need the poop stool. Uh, um, soft serve. I, yeah, soft serve. All and long, soft serve, and that's it. Okay? And then go look at the Bristol stool chart because people just think, oh, well, uh, you know, and, and then if you're eliminating too much, if you run to the bathroom every three hours because you can't hold it together, that's irritable bowel syndrome. So your poop and your belly is going to tell you if you have digestive issues. And one more thing about the belly and the gut. If you know, you see someone that has a beer gut or looks like they have a beer gut. What you, that's inflammation. 
That is pure inflammation. When you have a hard, like you touch your, your stomach area, and by the way, that the part of our stomach we think is our stomach, it's not our stomach, that's where your intestines are. That's where, that's where all those issues happen down there. The stomach's actually much higher. So it's, by the time it's down there, if you have like a hard stomach, that's not fat, that's inflammation. So just to keep that in mind, everybody could probably heal digestion, which is why I made it secret number one. So pay attention to your to your digestion, your gut, and your pooping, people. That's the lesson for today. JJ, <laughs> why don't you tell, tell Food Heals Nation about your offer for our listeners? So we only have a few spots left. It's for the people that are true want true transformation. Um, if you're interested, get on board right now because they're going to fill up very quickly. And it's the five-month Invisible Fitness Formula Transformation Program, which is an online video and audio course with all kinds of tools throughout the entire program. You get a once a month coaching session privately with me to help you along that program. You get the book for free. You get another copy of the Fit to Love book that I have, as well as a whole bunch of other bonuses and offers from Susie and Allie. And the point is that you are ready for true transformation. You're tired of doing program after program because you actually haven't done all the pieces in a sequential order that can actually get you the results you're looking for. If anyone has any questions about the program, what's included or what's how it works, I'm happy to answer that. Please send me an email, info at invisiblefitness.com, all I's, I-N-V-I-S-I-B-L-E, fitness.com. Well, JJ, thank you so much for all of that very useful gut information. <laughs> everyone pay attention to your poop. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, JJ. Thanks, ladies. All right, that was the last in our series with JJ on Invisible Fitness Factors. And we hope you have enjoyed learning some of the secrets from her brand new book, The Invisible Fitness Formula. And of course, if you want to join her transformational program, go to foodhealsnation.com slash JJ. Next up, we're talking to Evita Rampart about how to do a juice cleanse and jumpstart the gut healing process. This is actually an excerpt from the Food Heals Nation VIP Club episode. And if you want to know more about the VIP Club, you will actually receive the VIP Club and the full episode as a bonus. This full interview will be available as a bonus to you if you join JJ's transformational program. So Avita Rampart is a good friend of mine. She is such a sweetheart, and she has an incredible healing story that you've heard before on our podcast. The Honolulu Press called her the goddess of wellness and tigress of business. That is an amazing moniker. Avita Rampart. It really is good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want to be called that. Avita Rampart (laughs) is an author, journalist, and transformational CEO. She's a serial internet entrepreneur and a trendsetter in the rapidly growing wellness industry a celebrity coach to Hollywood stars and the CEOs of Fortune 500. I can't think of a better person to cover this topic. So roll Roll it, it, Roxy. We're here with Avita Rampart, and we're going to talk about how to do a three-day juice cleanse. If you didn't hear our original episode with Avita, definitely go back to the Food Heals podcast. Listen to episode 57, where she tells her incredible journey of healing herself of ovarian cancer. Welcome, Avita. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Alison, for having me here. Always a pleasure to talk to you. So you know that this is a huge thing for me. I love juice cleansing. I'll juice cleanse for one day. I'll juice cleanse for three days. I'll juice cleanse for five days. I think the most I've ever done is 10 days. I know you've done months of it because you had to heal yourself from cancer. So if someone just wants to get started with a three day, how can they do that? First of all, for a lot of people, it might feel like, oh my gosh, three days just on juicing. Mm -hmm. If you have never been cleansing, you've never been detoxing and juicing, even three days might feel like horrible. Like (laughs) I remember this time when, you know, when, when I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and I was looking at at my junk food that I was eating and I was looking like at the, at the beetroot and apples and green and all the green produce that I bought, I was like, this is going to be like the yuckiest days of my life. Right. I was like, so first of all, I want you to consider this. It takes only three days for our blood to shift from acidic to alkaline. So if you stick just for three days on day four, you're going to reap results. Yes. Right. So don't give up. You're going to feel like shit for three days. (laughs) You're going to feel sleepy. You're going to feel, you might feel nauseous. You might feel, you might even have symptoms of flu or cold, you know, like, like running nose. Your body is cleaning up. So don't give up. Allow your body to clean up and you will see 
already on day four, when you start eating solid foods, you will be like, whoa, it tastes different. Yeah. So, so that three-day cleanse, initially, it's just like a baby step on the pathway of health and cleansing. It's going to jumpstart your health and it's going to clean up your taste buds. Really? So you start craving healthy food. Yeah, absolutely. It's life changing. When you're done with the cleanse, you taste your salty foods that you're used to or your sweet foods, and they are so pungent. They're too salty. They're too sweet. They don't satisfy you anymore because it's too much. And you are like, I just want to eat a regular old orange or apple or carrot, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember when I, when I first did a three-day cleanse, it was a shock for me that I can actually eat a potato without ketchup or ca- <laughs> carrot, carrot without putting ketchup on it. I used to put ketchup on everything because <sighs> my taste buds were so clogged up. Right, right. So cleansing, really cleansing, what cleansing does is that cleansing restores your bioterrain inside. Mm-hmm. So you begin to crave foods that are healthy because let's agree, it's kind of difficult to, to, to eat healthy if you don't really taste it, if you don't really enjoy it, right? Right. You know, and a lot of times I keep hearing people, I try, you know, I try to change my lifestyle and, but, you know, I can't, I I keep coming back to all this junk and so on. Well, cleansing is actually restoring your bioterrain. So you don't have, you basically start craving healthy foods and also you eliminate different microbes, parasites, you know, different yucky creatures that unfortunately they make us crave food that is for them. You know, when, whenever, if you're craving toxic food, consider you're not craving even human food for yourself. You know, you might have microbes, parasites, fungi, yeast, and all of those creatures that reside in human body when we have acidic pH, they actually make us crave weird stuff. Right. All right. So that's why we cleanse. We basically cleanse to go back to nature and start tasting nature, discover the pleasure the, the, the enormous pleasure of living a natural lifestyle. So how do you prepare for this? People ask sometimes, oh my gosh, you know, I want to lose 15 pounds. I want to do it in three days. Yeah, so, I don't think that's possible. Yeah, exactly. So you might lose three pounds in three days. Okay, that's more realistic. I remember I lost seven pounds in three days. Wow. Because I actually passed gallstones and column stones and it was very radical. Mm-hmm. So uh, first of all, Imagine this, you want to prepare your body. You don't want to just like, oh, I'm going to cleanse tomorrow. Boom. All right? Right. Preparation is key. The more you educate yourself about the process, the more you prepare, then the easier it is to go through this. You stop everything, you know, allow yourself the luxury if you can. I mean, seriously, it's the most blissful time. If you can allow yourself the luxury that you prepare for the cleanse and then you do a three-day detox, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you book those days. One week before, go vegan, all right? One week before, you, before you even start juice fasting and, and detoxing, go vegan. I would say go plant-based vegan because you can eat a lot of Oreos and crappy food <laughs> oh, as yeah. a vegan, oh, right? Girl, thank God, yes. <laughs> yeah, go plant-based vegan. I mean, eat lots of fruit, lots of veggies, steamed vegetables, soups. Allow yourself to eat quinoa, buckwheat, you know, things like this, like baked yams. Eat clean. Eat clean. Just eat simple, eat clean, okay, for one week. Avoid oil, avoid salt and animal products during this time. And before you even start preparing, get yourself an enema bucket or an enema bag, okay? Mm -hmm. I know this is, you know, this is controversial and people think like, well, enema, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Well, trust me, it's only controversial because we've been stupefied by the pharmaceutical industry and hypnotized by TV commercials, okay, by medical TV commercials. Humanity has been using enemas for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I do retreats, individual exclusive cleansing retreats. And you know what? When I work with older clients, like senior clients, they all remember enemas. Yeah. It used to be the first thing that happened when you went to the hospital, but that's no longer the case. Isn't that crazy, right? I mean, colonic hydrotherapy and enemas have been removed from American hospitals because pharmaceutical model of business has been introduced, business on disease. Sure. All right? So you will be smart, 
All right. Don't don't buy into the idea. Oh my gosh, this is my my anus. Nothing should be going in there. <laughs> like uh, you know, h- hold on a second. You've been putting stuff into your mouth that should not go into your mouth either. Right. Right. All right. So now you need to help your body and allow it to discharge. Okay. And yes, I agree. Enemas are not natural. Wild animals. If you look at wild animals, they don't have enemas. Mm-hmm. All right. But well, wild animals in nature are not eating food that should not even be on landfills, right? right? We, we in America, especially in the United States, people are being fed stuff that should not even be found on landfills. No, it's not food. It's literally poison. Exactly. So, so you need to be smart and allow yourself solutions that can support your body in this toxic world, yeah? Yeah, and let's just go through it. All it yeah. is is it's putting the water in that makes the shit, excuse my French, come out. It's not hard, it's not scary, and it's very rarely painful. Yeah, exactly. Basically, you you get yourself an enema bucket or an enema bag. I personally prefer a stainless steel enema bucket because I can put it on the bathroom counter. Mm-hmm. And then when you're ready on the day before, the day before you begin, mm-hmm. you prepare enema liquid, mm-hmm. okay? And here you will get a present. You're getting a present from me. You get a free video series. So make sure you see the video, how to prepare a coffee enema, okay? That's the great. Coffee enema preparation and procedure. See this video, prep it the, the night before. So when you wake up in the morning, you can just warm it up, all right? You wake up in the morning, you're sleepy. No, this is not the time to prepare things. This is the time to just warm it up, pick it up, go to the bathroom, and do it. Right. All right? And what's and, the healing power of coffee? Coffee helps remove toxins when you put it in <laughs> the other hole. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know, coffee is medicinal and it's a medicine for the colon and for the liver. So coffee will help to unglue and melt down all the toxic gunk that's stuck to your colon. Coffee also helps to discharge gallbladder stones. Mm-hmm. All right. And it basically, ultimately, it purifies, it helps your blood to become more pure and more oxygenated. Just because there's more space in your body, all the fecal matter is gone. You, coffee enema helps to unglue this, everything that's stuck to the colon lining, and gently pick it up and heal it, yeah? Right. And it's been used for, for thousands of years. In fact, it's weird that people ingest coffee into their mouth, mm-hmm. right? This is freaking weird. So treat it this way that it's a medicine. What I really recommend is imagine you do coffee enema and then afterwards, if you're really a cleanse fanatic and you really want to experience amazing benefits, prepare yourself warm enema, warm liquid, warm water, and squeeze like five lemons into it. All right? Okay. And that warm lemon enema, okay, warm water with lemon, actually is fantastic if you battle and a yeast infection, candida, parasites. I mean, lemon with warm water has the capacity to pull it all out. Mm-hmm. So first do coffee enema, and then you can do warm water with lemon juice inside, yeah? And all natural, squeezed, you know, nothing artificial here, yeah? Yes. So if you do your coffee enema, lemon water enema, first thing in the morning when you rise at sunrise, you will go on throughout the whole day just juicing, and you will never feel hungry. So as you are doing the cleanse, basically super hydrate on, ju- on those juices. Sometimes people are asking me, hey, should I drink one glass of a juice or two glasses? And I'm like, like over drink yourself. Yeah, drink <laughs> you know? it all day. You can overdose on the green juice, on the red juice. Exactly. Just drink <laughs> super hydrate on this. Don't let yourself become hungry. Don't let yourself become thirsty. Okay. If you are hungry during your cleanse, you're probably thirsty. Consider this. If, you're, if you get hungry during the cleanse, you probably need to drink. Yes. Because when you're drinking a juice, you're actually getting like a liquid dose of all the nutrients. It's just that they are not solid. So it's, your tongue maybe is not getting gratification like in a restaurant, but your body is feasting. Yes. Because your body is getting tiny little colloidal you know, nutrients minerals, vitamins, and all this fun stuff that comes, antioxidants that come in the, in the juices, your body is having a party in that time. Yes. And when you are cleansing, your body will be 
getting oxygenated, getting alkalized, and your body will be like, whoa, somebody stopped poisoning us? That's amazing, right? So it will release those juices. They go to different cells in the bloodstream, Mm -hmm. and they deliver nutrients, they deliver alkaline minerals. And what I understand is that the body in this time releases toxins. So, So lots of different stuff, different toxic substances, Old antibiotics, hormones, MSG, corn syrup, every single pizza, sneaker bar that you ever taken will go out of your body, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So it will be discharged into the bloodstream. And that's why you might feel foggy at the beginning. You might feel tired and so on. Fasting, really the way fasting works, think about it this way. Your body has trillion of cells, all right? Mm -hmm. Part of the cells are old cells, Part of these cells are diseased cells. Mm -hmm. And also another part is fat cells. Mm -hmm. And another part are young cells, right? So when you go, when you switch the mode into fasting, which means that no solid food crosses your lips, right? That's what fasting is. No solid food crosses your lips. Because the moment you start eating, this is no longer fasting, right? Okay? So if you're fasting, your body goes into the mode which we call autolysis. And it is a scientific concept. There is research done on this. And the process of autolysis in the body that activates when you're fasting basically works this way. Your body begins to eat up its own disease tissue, its own fat tissue, and its old tissue. So it creates room, it creates space to produce a lot of what? New body cells which is why fasting is the most rejuvenating therapeutic method ever on the planet. When you detox, when you do a three-day cleanse, the question is, what do you eat afterwards, right? How do you return into the food chain? How do you return into eating foods again? So the, the first food that you eat when you come off the cleanse is fruit mm-hmm. because fruit is yummy, it's juicy, it's full of fiber, And basically, it will warm up your engine, your digestive engine, slowly and gently, yes? Mm -hmm. So drink a lot of smoothies, eat a lot of fruit, gentle leafy green salads. And then later on, if you really crave, if you really crave, introduce baked foods, cooked foods, you know? Yep. I personally, I I eat raw, but if somebody is craving cooked food, then I recommend, okay, make yourself baked yams, for example. They still have a lot of fiber mm-hmm. and they will be very satisfying, yeah? A lot of vegan bodybuilders that I know are actually eating lots of fruit, lots of salads, lots of juicing, smoothies, and they eat baked yams, baked pumpkins, mm-hmm. and mushy, mushy. Think this way. If you cannot squeeze something in your hands, like a bunch of almonds, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to make you constipated. It's going to get stuck somewhere in the colon lining and so on, right? In all those pipes. Think about it this way. We've been programmed on eating lots of nuts, okay? Right now, a lot of health gurus are saying, you know, buy my stuff. Here I have the goji berries. Here I have, you know, I have almonds. I have cashews and so on. And I understand most people will do that, Mm -hmm. okay? However, we human beings are like apes, all right? We are like apes. Mm -hmm. So we should be looking at what do the apes eat. And apes eat a lot of fruit. Mm -hmm. When I say fruit, I mean, I don't only mean sweet fruit. I also mean tomatoes, red bell peppers, cucumbers, okay? Right. You know, the zucchini, everything that has seeds and everything that has fiber, Mm -hmm. it naturally makes you go to the bathroom, all right? So fruit will cleanse you on the go, you see? And also fruit has glucose. Your brain needs glucose. Your body needs glucose to function. So get off the cleanse, get on the fruit, right? Yes. <laughs> I call it eat like an ape. Eat like an ape. Yeah. Before you put something in your mouth, ask yourself, would a monkey eat it? Hashtag eat like a monkey, eat like an ape. Thanks for being here, Avita. Thank you so much. Looking forward to, to hang out with you guys. Always great to speak with Evita. She's one of my favorite people in the healing space. And if you are wanting to heal yourself, heal your gut, get more exercise in, heal those emotional scars, there are four more days left to join JJ's Invisible Fitness Formula Transformation 
and there are only a few limited spots remaining. Once she gets full, she'll no longer be able to accept new members. So if you've been thinking about it, you know, the time to act is now. If you're still unsure if it's a fit, feel free to reach out to her. Ask her your questions before you commit. JJ's program includes a proven formula for total wellness. So you can finally release the weight and experience true happiness and deep fulfillment without starving or depriving yourself or working out seven days a week. JJ will show you how you can stick to a program and get results and actually enjoy it without the stress of counting calories, logging your exercise, or falling off that wagon. When you join the Invisible Fitness Formula Transformation, you'll discover how to understand and uncover the truth about what's been sabotaging your body-changing efforts. How to gain the inner peace and self-acceptance that acts as a catalyst for change. Trigger foods to avoid. Those that trigger inflammation, create water weight, and those your body has trouble digesting. Foods that really support your energy and taste good so you'll improve your health without feeling deprived. Why you might be wasting your time with your exercise program and the one thing it must include if you want to finally see results. Strategies that increase your metabolism and allow you to burn more calories at rest. How to slow down the aging process naturally. I love that one. Uh, You will also learn a process for identifying the root causes of your addictive behaviors, problem solve those behaviors in a healthy way and break free of them so you can live healthy and happy. And of course, those are just a few. If we literally listed everything that you're going to get with this program, we'd be here all day. So it's an extremely comprehensive, hands-on five-month program at an affordable price. So if you join by September 30th, yes, that is this Saturday, people, you're going to get five months of the Invisible Fitness Formula Transformation. Plus five months accountability and community in the Invisible Fitness Academy. One-on-one strategy calls on the phone or over Skype with JJ. The ability to repeat the five-month transformation at least two to three times. Copy of the Invisible Fitness Formula and copy of Fit to Love. Plus our other bonuses. The Vitality Cleanse ebook with a bonus shopping list and schedule. Five months access to the Food Heals VIP Club. So go to foodhealsnation.com slash JJ to enroll now. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately.